Amazon is hiring near you. Start as soon as seven days. No resume or experience required. Earn an additional $2 an hour through April. Health and safety are a top priority with all our roles and sites, and Amazon is taking precautions in our buildings to keep people healthy. Learn more or find a job now at Amazon.com slash apply. That's Amazon.com slash apply. Amazon is an equal opportunity employer. Amazon is hiring near you. Start as soon as seven days. No resume or experience required. Earn an additional $2 an hour through April. Health and safety are a top priority with all our roles and sites. And Amazon is taking precautions in our buildings to keep people healthy. Learn more or find a job now at Amazon.com slash apply. That's Amazon.com slash apply. Amazon is an equal opportunity employer. And Fanny broke up with me on Instagram. So I said, excuse me. She's pro wrestling's queen of mean, but behind the scenes, she's got a heart of gold and a lifetime of experiences from no holds barred tales of her relationships and rivalries to conversations with A-list superstars. The real Vicky Guerrero is ready to talk. Welcome to Excuse Me, the Vicky Guerrero Show. Excuse me! Here we are, folks. Last episode for 2019. How incredibly weird and awesome that this year has passed by so fast. On behalf of myself, Vicky Guerrero, and my co-host, Jerry Strauss, we want to wish all of our listeners a happy holiday season. So now here is the last guest for the Excuse Me podcast. It is the Miss SoCal Val. So let's take a listen of the incredible story, how she has molded her career into being a presenter, an influencer, a fashionista, and just an incredible woman and a dear friend. Let's take a listen. Good morning, my Excuse Me followers. How is everybody today? Guys, the perks about having my own podcast is that I get to highlight some amazing female entrepreneurs, wrestlers, uh, influencers, so many great women that I get the chance to have on my show. And this, and this morning, I am so honored and excited to welcome SoCal Val. How are you today? Hello, gorgeous. I'm good. How are you? I am wonderful. It, it's a good day today because... I have been waiting for you to tweet that you're going to be in the States so we could talk on my show. Yay! <laughs> so um, you are in New York because this is going to um, televise a little bit later, but you're in New York for the big event and House of Heart, House of Glory. How was yes. that this weekend? It was so much fun. So I've done the big event, I want to say a good three or four times, if, if not more. And it's always such fun. I mean, you know how those things are. With, without, um, you know, without the fans, we wouldn't have it. They're, they're the best part of the event for me, meeting new friends and then also, you know, meeting fans I've never met before. But it's also like a reunion. So, I, you know, I was with the girls. It was like a, a big impact TNA knockout reunion. We had Brooke, uh, Gail Kim, Lisa, Victoria, ODB. Everyone was there. And we just, we had such a good time. I, you know, I love social media because I get to, you know, look at everyone's pages and see what's going on. And everyone posted wonderful pictures, you know, from you and Lisa Marie to uh, Gail Kim. I love how everybody gets together and gets to catch up because, you know, social media, you kind of like and you, you know, make a quick comment. But 
you know, when we get to see each other and see, you know, everyone all together in this big room with all the fans loving on everyone, it's such a fun time. It is. We have such fun. And, you know, having, um, like you said, all these strong power for female empowering, you know, women around, we support each other. We love each other. And, and yeah. social media is a great way to keep in touch and kind of, you know, be a creeper and see what someone's doing and you know, <laughs> keep up with their life. But yeah, but to be in person is, is so much better and to see, you know, how, how their personal life has been going and to really get down there and chat. Uh, before we even started the event, we all went out to dinner. So it's, it's, it was uh -huh. so lovely to hear from all of them. Well, good. You know, the first, I never got to actually meet you personally or even work with you um, until it was for London Comic Con this past yeah. summer. And let me tell you, Val, you are just the natural, talented spokesperson. I watched you work this whole huge show all weekend, and you never lost your smile and your energy. Oh. And, and, let me tell you, I mean, I just, uh, you know, because after the second day of going, you know, almost like nine hours, you're pretty tired. You know, you're just yeah. like, I want to, I want to go back to my room. I want to have a hot bath and just watch a movie. <laughs> but, Definitely. you know, watching you, I mean, you did our panel with me, uh, Chavo Jr., uh, Molina, Kelly Kelly. Um, and I don't know if I'm missing anyone else. I'm sure I am. And I apologize. But mm -hmm. um, you did our panel and it was so much fun working with you. Um, you know, you kept the momentum going with all the fans. Uh, explain how, how you feel in front of the audience, you know, because you only have so much time to get everyone's questions, the whole panel to have an opportunity to speak. And you kept it moving pretty well. I was pretty impressed. <laughs> Oh, that's so, that's so nice. And to come from you, I mean, you know, uh, I, I hate using the word legend because it sounds like an old thing to say, but, you know, from you, uh, such an icon, I think that's so nice. I, I really appreciate coming from you. Um, oh. And you know what, and it's, it's, it's funny because we do have these long hours and, and these long days. And at the end of the day, I have to remind myself, listen, you know, our job, at least, especially at those comic cons, are, is, is pretty easy. You're meeting people, but you do sort of get, you know, a little tired and, and you have to keep the momentum up. And I do try to always kind of be my bubbly person, you know, personable self. And those conventions for me are a lot of fun because, you know, at the end of the day, I'm a wrestling fan and all I wanted to do is be in wrestling <laughs> from about maybe 11 years old or so. And I, I have moments where I have to pinch myself and go, all I wanted to do was work around these people. And now I get to interview them and be the host of these panels. So it's, I don't want to sound cheesy or cliche, but it's a bit of a dream come true because that's all I, all I wanted to do. And not being someone who wrestled, I always wanted to be the person that was sort of the host. So those conventions are great. And the company that I work for out in the UK, Showmasters, um, if, if you guys are listening, you're not familiar with them, definitely follow them online, Showmasters events. We have uh, Star Trek comic cons. We have specific uh, genres that we do. So it's not just yeah. the wrestling, but when it's the wrestling gals and, and guys, that for me is so much fun because I know everyone so well and I know how to keep the pace a lot better. So yeah, I had such, such fun with you on that one. Yeah, I had to uh, compliment Showmasters because Steve Linsky, you know, who is kind of taking care of the wrestlers, what a gentleman and such a nice guy and just really attentive to everyone's needs and what we needed and get us there on time. And, um, you know, it is a long day, but, you know, girl, you rocked those heels all day long. And, <laughs> Thanks, girl. And, and I get to sit down and, like, kind of, like, you know, sit for, like, three hours at a time. But your fashion, Val, it's just, I mean, I, I don't know how you do it because you even travel in dresses. I mean, am I watching your Instagram, right? Because when you're off to the airport, you're in a dress. <laughs> I, it is so rare to see me in any sort of pants or trouser moment. Like, it's, it just doesn't happen. I don't wear a lot of jeans. I'm more comfortable in a dress. And it's funny you mentioned the airport outfits because that's kind of how it all started. All the guys would say, like, you look like a flight attendant. Why are you so dressed up? And I was like, <laughs> it's a massive compliment. 
and creating airport outfits. I'm, I'm creating any outfits is like my number one joy in life, but especially airport outfits because I've always loved sort of the old Hollywood jet set. And I think an airport outfit, putting it on, say you have to get up at 5 a.m. for a flight. If I love my outfit, I'm actually excited to put it on. And it makes traveling so much more fun and so much better. And even the conventions, like you said, which thank you, you know, planning the heels and the outfits, that's so much fun for me to be, okay, this is my pink day. I'm wearing my pink heels and have the matching glasses. I just did the Star Trek convention. I had like a red leopard moment. I had matching glasses and I felt so, it just, it gives me so much joy. It makes me so happy to dress up and to pair things together and to style myself is the most fun. And my mom always said, you know what? You found a job in entertainment that you have to play dress up for a living. And that's the best part. Yeah, well, you're better than I am because I look for my jeans and my comfortable boots when I travel. <laughs> oh, yeah, the heels the heel start to hurt after a while. That's for damn sure. Oh, I'm sure your calves look great, girl. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you. It's a workout um, every day. Yeah. Um, so in case um, some of my listeners don't know, you know, how you started your career, you were in TNA as SoCalVal, and you were there for what, about, I would, I'm guessing, nine or ten years? Is that right? Yeah, nine years. Uh-huh. And how did you get into wrestling from, you know, because now you're, you know, you're, you're a presenter and you're like in the spotlight in front of the cameras, you know, with award shows and uh, just so many projects, but what got you into wrestling? For me, I started watching when I was around 11 or so. My sister and her friend were watching it and I am the girliest girl in my family, the girliest girl you'll meet. I'm just, you know, I was not into sports what, what, whatsoever. And uh, I remember they were watching wrestling and I was kind of like, I thought to myself, well, that's for boys. Like, I'm not, I don't, that's not for me. I don't like that. And then I saw Stephanie McMahon and I saw the cat and I saw these different women that were like hyper feminine, you know, they were valets. I, I, without sounding rude, I really didn't have much interest in the female wrestlers. I loved the valets and the glamour of that. And I thought, Ooh, okay. So now I'm intrigued. And what also intrigued me were the storylines. So the Kurt Angle storyline with uh, Triple H and Stephanie McMahon, they had sort of a love triangle. Yeah. I just thought, I've got, you know, it's like a soap opera. So I got so involved, you know, <laughs> is, is he mad at her this week? And is he going to get his revenge? And I, I wanted to know why these people were fighting, not just the, only the athletic part of it. I wanted to know why. And I wanted, I, Stephanie was so mean. I just thought, oh, somebody's <laughs> going to have to throw a pie in her face. And they eventually did. And it was a big payoff. <laughs> so the storylines are what intrigued me. And then I started to do shows. My first show was 2002, um, three days after my 16th birthday. Did really small shows in California. Um, and it's funny now because a lot of guys that were on some of those early shows were like Frankie Kazarian, Christopher Daniels. Um, Daniel wow. Bryan at the time was American Dragon. Like we had, it's so funny to think of some of the first people that I worked with. It's so random in the SoCal <laughs> Indies. And then they gave me the name, you know, SoCal rhymes with Val. So they gave me that name. And um, yeah, the first person I ever managed was actually, I saw him, uh, two days ago was actually TJ Perkins, TJP. And, uh, yeah, no, not crazy. And he's still kicking and he's still doing amazing stuff. So that's literally the first person I ever managed on that show in Anaheim. And wow. I kept doing more shows. I moved to Florida. I started to do shows with, um, the guys who are now running Evolve and two of them are with NXT. And, um, you know, I wrestled when I sort of had to. It was never really of interest to me to, I tried wrestling a bit. It just wasn't for me. I'm not athletic at all. I hurt like hell. I tell people all the time, there's no religious reason why I don't wrestle. It just, the reason is it hurts. It's not for me. I don't like it. Amen. So, Amen, sister. Right? Oh my God. <laughs> Awful. You have no idea what these people put their, themselves through. So if anyone, you know, wants to judge, you go in there and try it because, oh my God, does it hurt? Anyway. Yeah. So I, <laughs> I'm having flashbacks now. So I just wanted to be the girl that was in the storylines. And then eventually when TNA came to Orlando, Florida, I, I went there with every, uh, to every show. I remember I had in my bag and we we're going through security and they're like, what's this stuff? I had resumes and VHS tapes of myself. And I just thought, 
if I can just speak to someone, you know, that's in charge over there and show them that, you know, I want to be a manager and I want to be involved for all the right reasons, you know, cause you're, yeah. I was a girl going by myself to these shows who knows people thought, Oh, she's here to see the wrestlers cause they're cute. I just wanted <laughs> to be involved so much. And they eventually gave me a chance to, to be a ring girl. And that later ended up in a storyline with Jay Lethal and Sanjay, which was a love triangle, which I thought that's so cool that out of everything <laughs> I got to do, I got to be in like a very, you know, tumultuous love affair in, in the show. So that was probably the biggest highlight there for me. That's when they had that ladder match where they had to get the engagement ring. Is that correct? Or was it the wedding oh, ring? Oh, yes. To win my oh love, my they had to gosh. put the engagement ring. You know, as you do. In wrestling, that sounds like not a big deal. Anyone else that I tell, they're like, they did what? You had a wedding that got, you know, destroyed. I'm like, oh, yeah, that's, that's you know, that's normal wrestling stuff. Well, at least at least you had someone vie for your love to go up a ladder and get the ring. I had I had my so then husband edge have an affair with my wedding planner you know and ruin my whole wedding so i like your i like your gimmick better <laughs> i remember that so well and i loved you and edge together it was that is that is so up my alley just you know like i said the soap opera aspect and the and the you know yeah. I, I like things that are larger than life not the you know sometimes they i hate when wrestling gets too personal this is almost like whimsical and just fun and fantastic i loved it absolutely yeah so um so val you live in london now correct with your husband alan I do. Yes. So how was that transition? I mean, you know, because it must be, I mean, you have the blessings of, you know, coming to the U S and, you know, doing shows. What do you miss about, um, the United, you know, the United States, you know, living and, you know, just being around the elements. Oh my God. We might need a couple more hours if I can miss all the things <laughs> that I, <laughs> I'm going to start with Mexican food. Tex-Mex is not a thing over there. I have had so much Tex-Mex since I got to New York a few days ago. There's so many things. And I live in Milton Keynes. So I'm about a half hour North of London. I go to central London a lot for work. My sister lives there. I now have another sister that's uh, studying at the University of Birmingham. So it's oh really God. weird that uh, it's just my mom and two sisters and I, and we've all ended up in England. It's so strange. Um, oh my gosh. Isn't that crazy? It's, it's really, really weird how that all happened. But I always, the thing is growing up, I always loved British things. I always wanted tea sets and uh, I learned the history of the Henrician era and the Tudors and I loved it. I have to say though, a lot of that charm does wear off when you move there because now I'm kind of <laughs> like, all right, been there a long time. I just, there's certain things that I miss, you know, like food wise. I miss like Walmart. I miss my friends, just things like that. Yeah. But I've been there about three and a half years now and it's certainly getting a lot easier. And like you said, I have the luxury that with my work, I can go to the States and, and you know, get shows and do signings and things like that. So I try yeah. to get home around like three or four times a year. I think it's been more like two or three the last few years, but yeah, I do miss and it a lot. Well, you know, and your husband, Alan, is such a sweetheart. <laughs> I, I finally got to meet him in the London Comic Con and what a gentleman. And it looks like London working out really well for you because you look really comfortable. You know, the breakfast at London, you know, with the, the bloody sausage, I cannot, yes. and, and the beans, I just can't do it. I'm just like, beans are for like after five, you know, yeah. I, in they a burrito. They do some weird stuff. <laughs> yeah, they do some weird stuff. The beans I kind of got on board with, weirdly enough, but the sausages and like the, the what do you call it, the blood pudding or black pudding, no. Not oh, for me. My they God. do just stuff that to you and I would be so weird. Like they put corn on pizza, they put corn in tuna. Very strange. Yeah. <laughs> Get it at all. Weird. <laughs> weird. Now, so Val, in, in looking at your, uh, in your social media, you become a fashionista, a beauty influencer. Um, I see that you presented awards like at the Euro Asia Curie Awards in the Birmingham Film Festival. Is that your, is that your main job now? Is like they're asking you to present and to kind of, you know, interview. What is, what is your role now that you're playing that, you know, instead of, you know, doing the, the signing autographs at the big event? 
in other yeah, shows. So, exactly. So what, what I always tell people, first and foremost, I do presenting. And I, and I sort of try to do as much presenting as I can that's outside of wrestling. I really thought, between you and I, I was like, when I go to England, I kind of thought, uh, you know, I mean, I would have moved anywhere with this man because, as you said, Alan is lovely. He is, my yes. God, the love of my life. I have, whenever I talk about it, I want to cry. I don't know why I'm so <laughs> emotional. Oh, yeah. But, <laughs> yeah, I, honestly, I actually did an interview at a, at a school one time, and I started crying. But they said, they, someone asked me what my biggest accomplishment in life was, and I said, well, marrying my husband. And I just started crying because I'm such a sap. But anyway, um, I would have moved anywhere with this man. But when I moved to England, I thought, all right. I'm mar getting married, you know, we were, I think, engaged at the time. I was thinking, all right, I don't think I'm going to do that much wrestling anymore. I thought, okay, it'd be a great time to sort of, you know, branch out. And I'll tell you what, when I moved to England, wrestling just boomed. And I got so much more work than I thought in wrestling. And then I eventually went on to do WOS Wrestling, which a lot of the U.S. fans are not That's that right. familiar with. Yeah, it was on ITV. So it would be like, it, I would equate it to maybe like an NBC. It was a really, really big network. We did a great, we had a great time. We did 10 episodes of that. But even with WOS wrestling and doing other wrestling shows, I really just try to, uh, you know, market myself as a presenter for anything. So I do dart shows. I've done some award shows recently, like you said, uh, fashion events, anything with fashion is totally up my alley. And yeah, yeah I would say presenter first and foremost. Um, and I do some modeling uh, mostly for myself, really on Patreon. I have a lot of fans that love, you know, the lingerie shoots and that stuff. But I also have been doing this influencing stuff that is basically just, you know, another dream come true. I, I wanted to have a job where I can, you know, dress up and style outfits together and explain how I've styled those outfits together and, you know, which beauty products I'm using. And I have to, I, I try to be very honest and open about what I like and what I don't, because I think a lot of these influencers are just there for the payday. And I think, you know what, I don't want to promote something unless I really, truly love it. And I want to have integrity as an influencer. And it's such a, it's such a silly word people throw around nowadays, but I just love being able to share what brands I like with my followers. And so far it's, it's gotten really, uh, it's gotten lucrative in the last couple years and it's something I really enjoy. So it really doesn't even feel like work. Well, you know, pretty soon, I mean, they have to start asking you to do commercials for their products because right. your, your Instagram is almost like commercials for them. I mean, like, you know, they'd have to start paying you at some point because you're, yeah. you're so great. I mean, you talk about integrity because that's where it comes from, you know, and you're just so real and you're so honest. And I, I love that about you because in our industry, there's very few people that can just have a good conversation and be honest with someone, but do it with respect and right. poise. You right. know, oh, that's so and, nice. Thank you. Yeah. I mean, I, I just, I, I love, you know, I look on your Instagram, I'm like, okay, what is she wearing today <laughs> while I'm in my sweats? <laughs> <laughs> Yay! No, and that, that's what I love. Like, cause I look at all these other influencers too, and there's so many that I follow, and I think, man, I just love her style. And it's so funny because a lot of the ones, like, and I don't want to call anyone out, but a lot of the girls who are doing it, they're younger, they just sort of throw an outfit on and take a picture. And it's like, I want someone that looks like they made effort. Like, I see yeah. women, you know, in the airport or something, and they look like they've kind of styled their bag with their. I love that. I love the effort of it. And then you know, they took the time to sort of pair things together. And and with the influencing, like you said about getting paid for it. What started was I had a good following from wrestling to begin with. So that was helpful in, in the influencing stuff because it's impressive. That's, that's what it's about, having the followers and, you know, re getting the retweets and the likes. But so what happened with that was they were impressed by the followers and then people started sending a lot of products. So all the free stuff started coming in. But only in the last few years has it become an actual business for me where it is, you know, paid collaborations and paid good. sponsored posts and things like that. And again, it doesn't feel like work because I so enjoy especially the fashion side of it. I love beauty. I love travel and all that, but it's all about the clothes for me. Always. Wow. That's awesome. Now, is any of that work coming into the States for you or is it, is it mainly just, are they booking you more in the, in London and Europe? 
it's really half and half actually, because, um, you know, you have to really send your, all of your statistics into these brands, the ones that are big enough that actually would be paying and they'd be sending products and things and you create the whole campaign for them. And if you look at my statistics, it's literally half and half UK and US. So it's really evenly matched. Amazing. Wow. Well, you're, you're sporting it well. And I love watching how, I mean, you're like a natural model and I'm like, I hate her. <laughs> <laughs> that biatch no and, no especially the one with aqua hair when you did you had your hair wet and you're like you know did the before and after yeah like, that was fun I, I was like wow I mean that's just I mean good for her I was like you go girl because I oh, can never be <laughs> that's so nice and you know what I love about that is because I'm so, first and foremost I am such a girl's girl and I love when I see girls supporting other girls and that's what you something you've always done so I appreciate that of course, you know what, you know what, how I know you're real is because when you did that one post, you didn't have any makeup on. And when you see some girls like, you know, um, talk about shampoos and in, in their hair, I'm like, why do you have your face full of yeah. makeup when you're taking a shower? I'm like, this is not, you're not selling yeah. on it. Like it's such a, it's such a downfall. Cause I'm like, that's not real. You don't show yeah. with your lip, lip gloss on your lips. <laughs> Yeah, or, or like, oh, I just woke up and they have a full face of makeup. You're like, girl, please. And sometimes I'll go on Instagram purposely and I'm like, okay, so I have no makeup on. I'm just warning you, my hair looks crazy. And then I'll start whatever I'm saying. But I'm telling you, that is such a slippery slope because it's, it's part of the of your brand's aesthetic, if you will, to kind of look yeah. the part and look glam. And that's all well and good. But if you're not real, if you're not yourself, you can people can see right through you. So I have to make sure that I'm still my goofy you know, my stupid puns and whatever, my funny faces and elevator twirls and stuff. People that come up and say they love that kind of stuff. It's like, they like that. You can be glam and do lingerie photo shoots all, you know, all day long. But when they like something that's as silly as an elevator twirl, I'm like, okay, cool. You get my humor. I'm just a, you know, well, yeah, you gotta be silly. You gotta be silly. I mean, when you wake up, you know, your teeth are not brushed. I mean, you're, you have, you have junk in your eye, you know, your nose might be filled with something. And I'm just like, <laughs> that's, that's who I am. Like, why would I look at someone that has a fresh set of, of eyes on? I'm like, you're not, I'm not sold at this at yeah, all. They've got like <laughs> lashes on like, oh, I woke up like this. It's like, girl, yeah. this place. Yeah. <laughs> Amazon is hiring near you. Start as soon as seven days. No resume or experience required. Earn an additional $2 an hour through April. Health and safety are a top priority with all our roles and sites. And Amazon is taking precautions in our buildings to keep people healthy. Learn more or find a job now at Amazon.com slash apply. That's Amazon.com slash apply. Amazon is an equal opportunity employer. Amazon is hiring near you. Start as soon as seven days. No resume or experience required. Earn an additional $2 an hour through April. Health and safety are a top priority with all our roles and sites. And Amazon is taking precautions in our buildings to keep people healthy. Learn more or find a job now at Amazon.com slash apply. That's Amazon.com slash apply. Amazon is an equal opportunity employer. Bye, Felicia. Bye, Felicia. <laughs> Um, Val, we have um, some fans who submitted their questions on Twitter that just, let me just say they love you and they're so oh. enamored by you that I just, I want to share some and they wanted to um, ask you a few questions. Sure. So um, here's one at Frank J. Wilson, who's FJ Wilson 76. And he asked Val, a lot of top talent in TNA during your initial time there, who helped you from the start? Oh, what a great question. Thank you, Frank. That's a really yeah. good question. Um, I'm going to, there's a few people, a lot of people that I don't think that the fans would really know as far as, because they're not wrestlers, but uh, one of the producers, uh, David Sahadi, 
was really integral in, in getting me involved because he, you know, took a look at my work and my resume. And he hired me actually as a production assistant before I was even an on-air talent at all. And he said, mm -hmm. listen, Val, and he's the sweetest thing. He's a wonderful man. He goes, listen, Val, I know this is not what you want to do for the rest of your time here, but this is your way to get backstage and for you to get seen. And then after that, Jeremy Borash, who's still a very good friend of mine, yeah. Shout out to him. I call him Pork Chop. Um, <laughs> I have stupid He's names for everybody. Shout out Pork Chop, JB, J Bizzle. We love him. But he um he let me you know do Ring Girl, and he knew that it was just something that uh you know I, I would be good at because I was you know good with the crowd, and he taught me. I mean I I wouldn't have any of my ring announcing and um, hosting presenting skills if it wasn't for JB. JB helped me along the way so, so, so much. Uh, Mike Weber, who was one of our um, TNA uh, employee producer, uh, mm -hmm. he is, is who I work with still to this day, a lot with Fight TV. He's the COO of Fight TV. He has been nothing but amazing in making sure that um, while I was in TNA, I was doing Ring Girl, then I had a storyline, then after the storyline, I remember Terry Taylor, who was also really helpful and a lovely man, wow, yeah. said, yeah, he was like, he's like, you know what, Valley, because, you know, the storyline's ended now, and would it be a step backward for you to do Ring Girl again? And I was like, it kind of is, but if that's what you need me to do, that's what I'll do. And Mike Weber, bless his heart, he was like, he thought I was kind of um, underutilized, just being a Ring Girl, and he's like, he let me do interviews, he, um, I, I, started to know how to edit videos because he would let me create these like silly talk shows like pillow talk. So guys like that <laughs> are the ones who really shaped me and they, they, they saw something in me and they gave me a chance and they gave me the ball and I tried to run with it as much as I could. Awesome. Now, did you ever do any matches or were you just the valet and manager? Uh, in TNA, I never did. On the indie, yeah. I did a few um, kind of mixed tags. I always liked that because, again, it was usually sort of storyline-based. Um, yeah. For a, a few different promotions, I did matches here and there. A lot of times, they always had me wrestle girls that were kind of not really good. They were just kind of models that they had barely learned to wrestle that day. So yeah. um, a lot of that kind of stuff. I, again, I never really enjoyed it. Like, I don't – people a lot of times will talk about how wrestling, they find it very empowering. I'm just not a very physical – like, I don't like violence. So just even the the – of like hitting someone else just didn't ever feel right to me so now yeah. slapping someone i enjoyed one on occasion but uh, amen sister yeah. amen yeah but other than that <laughs> the physical stuff was not for me but yeah who doesn't love a good slap right well you know as for me too you know when i was managing it's mm -hmm. um you know i didn't want to wrestle because i they the wrestler's craft is so important and so it, i respected it so much that when they put me in a match, I was like, I don't want to disrespect this at exactly. all because I'm not a wrestler, you know, yeah. um, I, I would, I love to distract. I'll cheat for you. I'll, you know, I'll pull the guy down from the, you know, the ropes, whatever you want. But when they asked me to wrestle, I would get very nervous because I, yeah. of course the fans are going to be, they're going to eat you up alive because you do something wrong. And when I did do something wrong, I'm like, well, I'm not a wrestler guys. Like why yeah. would I be perfect in there? But it's, I, I love the kicking, you know, the running away that you have to run really fast tonight, Vicky. Great. Got it. Okay, <laughs> let's do it. <laughs> I can do that. That's so funny. Yeah. Okay. So Val, here's another one. Um, if you, um, Gary at Johnson 196 1116 ask you, do you plan on getting back into wrestling if you were ever invited? Ooh. Um, what, what's funny is, um, I had this conversation with Nick all this not long ago. It's funny because if you're not in WWE or Impact or ROH, people just assume that, like, you're not in – I'm using quotations. You can't see me. I'm doing the air quotes. That you're not in <laughs> wrestling anymore. I think wrestling is one of those things you're always going to be in wrestling. Absolutely. I'm always going to be known as the girl from wrestling. And, and in some ways, doing – like, presenting in London when people don't know anything about wrestling – 
in some ways I'm kind of like, Oh, I don't know if they'll be into it or not. But like, if anyone ever challenged me on it or wanted, I, I would get so defensive because at the end of the day, even if I'm trying to branch out, I am from wrestling and I'm damn proud of it. And it's made me, you know, into the person that I am now. Um, so I don't know. I, the, the, the issue that I really have is kind of uh, being geographically undesirable, if you will, because WWE, um, AEW, ROH, all those promotions are in the States. Now, right, right. Um, there are a couple, there's a lot going on in England. Um, I know there's WWE NXT. Um, mm -hmm. WOS, we're not sure about a second season or not, so we're kind of still discussing that. So um, I'd be up for something that was UK-based. Um, anything in, this, in, the, in the States for me which is, would not be possible. So, yeah. I understood. Okay, so here's another great one. Anna Laura wants to ask you, what is your favorite Christmas song? And I thought this was so great because this is going to hit during the holidays, you know, your episode to be released. So what would be your favorite Christmas song? Oh, that's such a good, I love the questions that are just so random. Those are my favorite. They love you. I mean, yeah, Val, they so are sweet. love you on Twitter. <laughs> oh, thank you, guys. I love Twitter. Twitter's my favorite social media. I have so much fun on it, but it's so yeah. quick to respond to people. I love it. Favorite Christmas song. It's a weird one because, first of all, all there's so many UK Christmas songs that I'd never heard. Um, oh. They have a totally different, like, list of Christmas songs. There's some good ones, but... My favorite, uh, only because of the Coca-Cola commercial, I'm not sure if you'll remember, it's called Little St. Nick, and it's by the Beach Boys. Do you know that one? Yes, yes. <laughs> it's so cute. <laughs> With the baby polar bear and the baby penguin. It just, I loved that commercial as a kid, and I just, it just reminds me of that, and it's so much fun. Yeah, I, I think my, uh, the, the ones I love is like when the Coca-Cola commercials formed the Christmas tree and they all mm -hmm. sing, I like to buy the world a drink, you know, like a Coke Yeah, whatever. yeah. I don't mm -hmm. sing, Val. I am not a singer, so I'm probably going to get flagged for this. <laughs> Let's do yeah. karaoke and put that to the test next time I see you. Yeah, give me a few beverages, and I, I'll do yeah. that for you. <laughs> <laughs> then you're going to sound great. Me too. Me too. <laughs> okay, here's another question. At King Al 63 what is your biggest goal at the moment? Great question. Ooh, I love this is, one. That is, that is a deep question. I have to look, yeah. look within myself for the answer. Oh, my gosh, my goal. <laughs> Um, world peace. No, I'm kidding. Uh, <laughs> hey, that, hey, that, we need a lot of that right now. Yeah, right. Please. I wish. Um, I think my goal is to like, you know, cause we're kind of coming up on the new year. Um, yes. I have a lot of personal goals. Like I, this sounds really now that we're, now that we're in it and we're going into this deep conversation, I had a goal last year to stop being so much of a people pleaser. I'm kind of one of those people that, you know, I, I was like the, the, the teacher's pet and I don't want to, you know, piss people off. Now, I think when I turned 30, I'm 33 now, I think I just started to go, you know what? You can't please everybody. So I'm getting better yeah. at that. Um, I'm, I think I need to work on procrastination. I'm one of those people that just always puts things off working on that. But as far as like career goals, I think, you know, just kind of do more of what I'm already doing. I think the, the presenting and the influencing stuff to just, you know, hit it even harder next year and do even more. There's so much, so many places I want to travel to. I've still never been to Prague or to Japan and certain places. And luckily my husband loves to travel too. So I think the goal would be, you know, just more of what I'm doing and, and see more of the world. I think there's certain places, even Australia I've never been to. So I think next wow. year, and you know, what's another goal I think is um, more vacations because I always travel for work. I've been traveling, I think, by myself, especially since I was about 16 for wrestling. Now, you know, because my husband likes to travel, it's so nice to have someone to travel with. And to travel yeah. for no reason is kind of foreign to me. Like this year, actually, in the summer, I went to Spain three times. One of those times was by myself. I stayed in the LGBTQ hotel, and it was the best time. I was in Madrid. Beautiful time. But to travel just <laughs> for me, not people. like, yeah, I know. They're my fave. That's, yeah. Those are my yeah. people. 
Yeah. And I thought, you know, how cool because I'm always traveling for work and it's like, okay, I'll, I'll make a trip out of this other half of the trip. I'll make a vacation out of, out of the other half of the trip because the first parts usually work. But no, to travel just for myself, an actual vacation, I need more of those for sure. I think it's also hard also too, to, to turn down bookings because we don't know how to say no to, to our yeah. schedule. And that's yeah. something that I, I have learned to do, you know, um, this year it, it's always hard because you want to, you're afraid to pass up an opportunity because you're afraid, oh my gosh, if I don't do this then I might close the door or somewhere, but you really have to look at your mental health and like, what is it right. that I have going on and what is it that I want to handle for, you know, cause at the end of the night, you know, we have to be happy with ourselves and our, exactly. our peace of mind. And I think that's something that I still work on because it's hard to say no to everything, you know. It or, is. Or and, and we're lucky that we get to travel. But a lot of times when we're, you know, we're, oh, you're traveling all the time. And it's like, yeah, but how often? Like, it's like 2% of that time is for fun. The rest of it's always some show that we're doing and blah, blah, blah. And you know how it is in the wrestling business. You see, we've been to all these places. But what do you really see? You see the airport, the hotel, the arena. Yeah. Maybe a Hooters or a wing house, so you depending who you're traveling with, a, a Waffle House, because, you know, wrestlers love Waffle House. Yeah. But that's all you see. So to travel for yourself and, to, you know, especially, like I said, I went by myself to Madrid. Um, my husband was working. Otherwise, he would have come. But I had such fun. I was, you know, there for like three, three or four days. And there was a rooftop bar. I was in heaven. Oh, that's a good, that's a good place to be. <laughs> <laughs> so what, what are your future uh, upcoming events on your calendar that you'd like to promote for yourself? You know what? I'm glad you asked because I have one of the coolest jobs. I mean, what a way to like end the year. So I'm in New York now. I'll be back um, to London uh, in a couple days and I've got some darts events. It's always a lot of fun hosting the darts because I have to say the crowd is very similar to wrestling. It's a lot of men. It's a lot of like rowdiness. It's a lot of fun. And, oh my gosh. Uh, yeah, it's, it's such, it's, it's weird because um, I actually got into the darts because the, the walk-on girls, who are the girls in the beautiful sequin dresses, uh, we became friends on Twitter, and they, it's a long story, but they were kind of um, in a bit of a scandal because the, the main darts um, promotion dropped them, and people were complaining. They were saying, oh, it's not very feminist, and I thought, you're getting rid of the work for these girls that look beautiful. They're not in bikinis, for crying out loud. Right, and right. I was, it was basically, I was on their side trying to help them, uh, you know, get the word out that they, you know, deserve to be there, but anyway, so the darts were coming up soon, and then, you're not going to believe this, in December, on December 14th, I'm going to Dusseldorf, Germany, and I'm hosting a Q&A and meet and greet with Kane and The Undertaker. Oh my gosh, Val, congratulations. Right? That Aren't you excited? It's so, I'm so excited. I mean, you know, I've never met Undertaker in person. I've seen him before. I met Kane briefly, but I mean, what legends, right? I can't wait. You know, The Undertaker is such a sweetheart. I mean, I love him to death. I mean, we've had some fond memories in the ring, but outside in the backstage, he's such a family man and just such Aww. a great gentleman. Like you're going to have a blast and they're so funny together. You're going to have a great time with that. <laughs> oh, I'm so glad. You know, it's, I'm glad that you said that because I've actually been asking around. I'm like, is he nice? Is he like, you know, what's good? Because I don't, I've heard good stories from like the boys, but I've never really been around him in a, in a social setting. So I'm so glad you said that because I'm He's sure I'll so, be a little intimidated. Yeah. <laughs> You're going to love it. I mean, it's probably going to fly by so fast, but these two guys are just amazing and and the legacy they have you're gonna have a yeah. lot to talk about <laughs> yeah <laughs> yeah that, that for me again as a wrestling fan first and foremost I thought what kind of a dream job is that I'm really excited about that one um well, if you guys are listening and, and you're you want to find out about more events these people are doing it's Monopoly events they're on Twitter you'll see us retweeting they're also hosting for the love of wrestling in Liverpool next year and that's going to be huge as well I know I'm trying to get into that. I would love to go over there and be part of that show. That's, it's a huge show. And I love everyone they bring in because it's such, just seeing it on the internet, it's like, it looks like a lot of fun. 
Yeah, yeah. And, you know, the wrestling fans in the UK, all wrestling fans that I've met, I mean, you meet like 2% of them are, are not nice. The re everyone, for the most part, is so lovely that watches wrestling, comes up to meet us. But in the UK, I think they're just hungrier for it because they don't get a chance to see as many of these superstars yeah. as, they, as we do in the States. So that show in particular is going to be a lot of fun. Yeah, the, I love the fans in the, in the UK. They're just so down to earth and they have so mm -hmm. many stories and they love to talk. And I love that because they have so yeah. much to share with us. Okay. Yeah. So I like to have a funny question as we end our interview. Since you have traveled all over the world to Pakistan and all these weird countries and foreign countries, what is the weirdest thing you have ever eaten? Oh my gosh, weirdest thing I've ever eaten. Oh. And see, I'm not that adventurous, actually, but being around Europe, there's, there's a lot. Like, I, I thought I had a very boring palate to begin with. Then you go to Europe, and you're like, wow, these people are eating stuff I would never even think. I did have um, char-grilled gator bites, but that was in New Orleans. That's probably the weirdest thing I've ever eaten. Can I, I tell you something? It sounds I can't horrible. eat gator. I still can't It was eat so good. <laughs> <laughs> How gross is that? But it was good. It tastes like chicken. Oh my, I live in Houston and we have a lot of gators around here and I will not eat them. I, I just, I'm deadly oh, no. scared of them. Yeah. Yeah. Wow, it, it, it was a weird experience. New Orleans has some crazy stuff. Yeah, they do. They do. Well, Val, I thank you so much for taking the time out of speaking with me on my Excuse Me podcast. I love you to death and I am such a fan of yours and I'm supporting you and cheering for you and everything that you post. I, you have my attention and I, I'm going to have all my listeners follow you because you deserve so much credit oh. and all the hard work that you're putting into your career. Oh my gosh. Thank you. So I can't thank you enough because when I thought, wow, to be on the podcast, what an honor because I'm such a fan of yours and your work and your legacy. So thank, thank you so you. much for that. And of course, um, if you ever want to have me on a gun, please let me know. I think we need to bring you to Liverpool. So when we get off the call here, I think we'll have to arrange that because I think oh my gosh. Fans, they need more Vicky. <laughs> I, 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 don't, I can't get there enough and I would love to go more. So I, I would love to work with you again and just even to give you a hug, that would be a blessing oh. in itself. But have fun in New York. Have a great time and I will see you on your Instagram, girl. Yes, ma'am. And I'm telling you, karaoke next time I see you, we're doing it. <laughs> I, I'll bring the beverages. <laughs> Yay, awesome. Thank you so okay. much. God bless you. Have fun and give Alan a big hug for me, okay? Will do. Will do. Right. Bye. Bye. Valerie, thank you so much for, for joining us on our last uh, episode for the Excuse Me podcast. Thank you for your friendship. Guys, I hope you enjoyed this. I did. And um, it's just incredible. This is our last guest. And it's sad, but also exciting for our new episodes coming out for 2020. Thank you, Valerie. Okay, guys, just as Jerry and I have talked about before in our previous episodes, we have an incredible partnership with Alisa Atut, who is known as the Interview Queen. And each week she is going to be giving us some tales from the road from her awesome interviews. So here is one for this week. Take it away, Alicia. Hey everyone, it's Alicia too, and I'm so excited to welcome you all to Tales from the Interview Queen. Today I'm taking you back to a crazy fun tour I had in New York City. I recently took part in a wrestling mini tour with RDP Promotions, where we did four shows, in 48 hours. Yes, you heard that right, and it was absolutely nuts. On that tour with me was Road Dog, Brooke Adams, and Melina. 
At one point we got hungry, so a couple of us stopped at this cute little diner for food. I got a bang and mac and cheese. We were in and out of there super quick. Then we had a show that night, and the following morning we had a signing we were all doing together. So the next morning we all loaded up into the van and I noticed this adorable mini pumpkin sitting on the dashboard of our car, which was kind of hard to miss. I asked everyone in the van, where did this thing come from? And then Road Dog looks over at me laughing and says, you know, we're on this amazing fall tour together. I needed to give this van some decoration. I quickly realized that we never went to a Hobby Lobby or anything like that. So the question still remained, where did he get this pumpkin? Moments later, he looked back at us three girls in the car and he says he actually took it from the diner we ate at when he was on his way out. It made us all laugh so hard. Who takes a mini pumpkin from a diner? Your answer? the legendary road dog. He just wanted us all to feel the true fall vibes of our mini tour. <laughs> so there you guys have it. Thank you so much for listening to Tales from the Interview Queen. I'm Alicia Too, and be sure to follow me online at Alicia Too and check out my interviews and YouTube channel for thousands of great tales, interviews, and vlogs. Until next time. Amazon is hiring near you. Start as soon as seven days. No resume or experience required. Earn an additional $2 an hour through April. Health and safety are a top priority with all our roles and sites. And Amazon is taking precautions in our buildings to keep people healthy. Learn more or find a job now at Amazon.com slash apply. That's Amazon.com slash apply. Amazon is an equal opportunity employer. At First Commonwealth Bank, we're committed to helping businesses thrive with business banking done right. It begins by taking the time to fully understand your business, people, and vision, developing customized plans that keep you on the path to success, proactively helping you prepare for the future so you're always ready for what's next, and providing reliable cybersecurity against fraud. When your business needs more than a bank, visit us online at fcbanking.com. First Commonwealth Bank, member FDIC.